from coast to coast and around the globe. Welcome to We Live on a Planet. I am your host, Patrick. Thank you so much for joining me and holding out on these episodes that seem to take so long to come out, don't they? This one is episode number 538, and it's Sunday, April 3rd. 2022 when I'm recording this one. 35 degrees in central New York in the fine city of Oswego right now. It feels like temperatures of 28 and the lows tonight are going to be about 31 degrees Fahrenheit. Winds are out of the northwest, 18 miles per hour. We're titling this one, Stop Overthinking. I need to do that more often than not. Sit back, relax, get yourself a beverage of choice, and we'll be right back. And we're back. I'm glad. I'm glad that you joined me, too. Thank you. Like I said, it's been a long time. Uh, I have not been consistent with my podcast the we live on a planet is has just evolved and changed throughout the years and there's been stuff that's going on in my life and I just haven't had the oomph or the gusto or whatever it is to be producing a show as of late. And I wanted to come out on the airwaves and talk to you today and share a quote with you. The reason why I'm titling Episode 538, Stop Overthinking, is because of this quote right here, unknown author. You owe it to yourself to stop overthinking about what could happen and start enjoying what does happen. I'm going to say that one more time. You owe it to yourself to stop overthinking about what could happen and start enjoying what does happen. Yeah. That was easy. Yeah, see, that wasn't so bad for me to come out here and wet my whistle and start talking to you again and let you know what's going on in my life. We're really excited. We're, it's the month my mom is coming into town. We're really looking forward to her visit. We always enjoy her visit when she stays. We'll have to make our usual stop at Rudy's fish stand which i've talked to you about more than once it's right on the beautiful lake shores of lake ontario right next to suny oswego which is a state college here right in my town city i should say and plus i'll have to make her hoffman hot dogs which are a local favorite and salt potatoes which are a local favorite which they're little new potatoes boiled in salt, a lot of salt water, and then you use drawn butter and dip your drawn butter in them, and they're, oh, they're so good. So we'll have to do that and um, just visit with her. Maybe we'll play a board game or two. She likes to play board games. We like to play board games. We'll chill out and make a trip out to my oldest daughter's house so she can visit her. I'm just a little nervous. My oldest daughter just got a puppy. Yay, we got a puppy in the family. 
And uh, hold on for one second. All right, I'm back. I had to clear my throat. So, yeah, like, <laughs> we got a new puppy. And um, not we, but it's our grandpup. Her name is Franny. She's really cute. She's only um, eight weeks. No, yeah. Eight or nine weeks or something like that, I think. Old. She's really cute, and um, but she is like a little terror puppy, you know, but she goes right between your legs. When you're trying to walk, she does figure eights through your legs as you're walking, and you got to just keep walking. And my mom, her walking isn't the greatest, so I worry about her. She... <laughs> She's going to have to, Franny's going to have to be picked up when my mom gets there because Franny will take her down by accident. I can feel it. <laughs> I'm not willing it, that's for sure. But I can just, uh, I'm not overthinking it. I'm not going to overthink of what could happen. I'm going to enjoy what does happen, which will be the nice visit with my mom and Franny. And, of course, Rumpelstiltskin. My other grandpup, which he's funny. He is funny with other dogs, and my daughter wasn't sure how he was going to be with Franny. And he's not good with male dogs, other male dogs. He was with his brother, Kazzy, which wasn't his real brother, but we called him his brother. They were uh, stepbrothers, and they were best friends. Kazzy was a great dog, and sadly... We just had to say goodbye to him not that long ago. If you follow the show, you know I've talked about that too. It's never easy losing a pet. It's a family member, that's for sure. All right, but when we come back, I'll lighten up the mood. Not so somber. Leave off on a somber note. We'll come right back. Stick around. And we are back. So I'm planning on having Radio Mylar... Shout out to Radio Mylar and his podcast, Canadian Politics is Boring, which is a great podcast, and it's not boring whatsoever. But uh, we're going to coordinate something. I already have my list of questions, kooky, crazy questions. They're not that kooky, but some crazy questions to ask Radio Mylar. I had him on the show before and asked him some crazy questions, and he was, oh, man, just a blast to have on the show I consider him a friend he really pushes me a lot in in um encouraging me to continue to podcast and not give up on it and I want to have him on on the show and um speaking of having him on the show I want to pull up I guess I should have done it during the break I want to pull up a couple messages that I got while I was away from my podcast land. And let me scroll through because there's a glitch right now on my app, my phone app of Anchor. When I look, all of my messages, the first messages, the bunch of them, are all from my friend Maria Humphreys, which is really good, but I can't play them or delete them. 
which is really bizarre. All right, so this one I should have played. This is <laughs> this is from way back in March 1st. So my podcast in March, I talked about random laughter and about how random laughter sometimes can mean mental health problems. <laughs> but it also laughing and the benefits of laughing. And we got a phone call from a really good friend of mine who was one of my first friends. I've known her since elementary school, and we graduated high school together. My friend Lisa, let's see if I can make this play. Can uh, line one? Let's see if we can play it. Okay, so you're talking about laughing. I love to laugh, as you know. And then you said, if you just like kind of have those random outbursts of laughter, there may be some mental health issues. And then you just kept laughing. I am like busting a gut. I'm like, oh. Oh, which made me laugh harder. And I'm like, oh. So I laughed again. I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I have issues. And then you said, oh, maybe we'll just keep moving on. <laughs> so, all right, random, but yeah, I was like busting a gut here. That's all. Oh, this is Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. She's awesome. And then I also, back in uh, March 25th, holy moly, donut shop should have played these a long time ago. They're like, you know, they're like fine wine. It's just like fine wine, though. They're just aged with time. They're, they're, they're just beautiful. But I talked about my trip, my upcoming trip to Bend, Oregon. My buddy lives in Oregon, and I'm leaving there in May. And uh, I talked about Blockbust, Blockbuster. And how there's a blockbuster, the one, the only one left in the country. And come to find out I was wrong about that. Because, hold on, line two. In the depths of winter, I crawl out of my shadow and pick up my phone. I scroll through Spotify to see if yet another episode of We Live on a Planet has been released. And after a month of silence, it was... The world rejoiced. Animals came out and enjoyed the sunshine for the first time in many weeks. And the monsters have been quelched. Quelched? Mm -hmm. Is that a word? I'm going to say it's a word. Hi, bud. It's mm -hmm. I, Radio Myler. I just wanted to say thanks for putting on an episode for me. Uh, just for me. Yep. Only me. Me and me, me alone. Uh, and I wanted to say Blockbuster in Bend, Oregon is not the last Blockbuster in the States. It is, drumroll please, the last Blockbuster in the world. Uh, there's a documentary on Netflix about it, and you can watch it, and it's quite fascinating. And on one night, I wrote to them, and I bought a an ID, a membership. <laughs> <laughs> Radio Mylar, he has a part two to that call. Let's play that right now. A Blockbuster membership and a t-shirt as well, a Blockbuster t-shirt. Uh, and this is just before Halloween. And I didn't know what to go for uh, for Halloween, so I went as a Blockbuster manager. I put on the t-shirt. I grabbed my friend's uh, ID card a manager um, name tag. He worked at a local department store. I stuck it on, and I took a couple DVDs, and I grabbed my membership card, which is an actual membership card. You can go buy one, too. It's the last Blockbuster membership card you'll ever be able to own. Uh, and I went off, and it was great. It was a big hit. Okay, that's it. I won't... I won't take, take up any more of your time. Glad to have you back. Thank you, Radio Mylar. You can take up as much time as your heart desires on this show. You're always welcome. 
Uh, yeah. Stick around when we come back. We'll digest that. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I realized I was running out of time. I'm, I'm not out of time, but I do these in segments. And so I was going over in time with after running Radio Mylar and Lisa's phone calls. And uh, to Radio Mylar, to Lisa, thank you so much. Yeah, it's okay to laugh laugh at ourselves and laugh out random and just laugh. I think that we all have issues. <laughs> I have so many issues. I could have a magazine rack. But um boom. Do I have that? Yeah. That's more like it. <laughs> and uh, to Radio Mylar, when I am in Bend, I am going to go to Blockbuster and snap a photo and send that to you. I will probably put it up on the Instagram. And I might even get myself a membership card, too, just to have one. I had one at one time, but I, I you were dating yourself. I can tell you're younger than I am because you said you went – as a blockbuster manager, which was a brilliant costume, but you said you had your DVDs, and I was like, DVDs? Don't you mean don't you mean VHS? Because to me, I just think when I think blockbuster, I think VHS. And by the time blue, uh, DVDs came out, I wasn't renting anymore, really. Everybody had them, and everybody was pirating them and stuff, and you could just watch. The, I remember when 300 came out, my buddy's like, oh, yeah, I got the DVD for it. I'm like, oh, it's already out. He's like, oh, no, I got it from a friend. You can, everything's pirate. I was like, oh, wow. And I, I got my taste of how that, well, my first taste of pirating, I remember people doing it with cable way back in the day. They would like somehow mod their cable box so they could get all kinds of shows. And this was back in the 80s that I remember people doing this. And so people have always been trying to get around the man for years and years. But um, I loved how Radio <laughs> Mylar, you came out of the dumps of winter the animals rejoiced and the monsters were quenched 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 either way I, I it doesn't matter did i tell you did i tell you guys that i saw the batman my wife and i went and saw the batman it was good i was i had an open mind i have never seen uh that new kid uh that plays him in anything that he's done, because I didn't see any of those vampire movies that he was in. Uh, what the heck's it? The Twilight movies? I didn't see any of those. So he wasn't that dude to me. He was just going to be a new Batman. And still to me, though, I'm old school. I'm Michael Keaton all the way in 1989. And Batman still happens to be my nickname to college friends of mine they still call me batman to this day because back in 1989 when that movie came out and was popular i loaded up my college room with batman attire and batman appeal apparel and um it just stuck 
And uh, there's a bigger story to it. I've told this story before, but I'm not going to tell it again. But, uh, yeah, so we saw it. It was pretty good. I, oh, excuse me. Um, I enjoyed it. I The music was good. Uh, it was dark in Gotham. Always, like, rainy and dark and night. And uh, this was the first time they really showed Batman with his eye makeup on once his mask is off and it just looks like an angry goth kid to me as <laughs> all he looked like but it was it was really not not to spoilers or anything but uh i mean if if you don't want to know anything about batman at all just uh close your ear holes for a little bit but uh this was the first time i've seen like bruce wayne portrayed like broken in a way you know like just barely able to keep it together type bruce wayne where all the other batman movies bruce wayne is like the ladies man and he's got a girl on each arm and he's driving the fancy car and and uh in this one the way the actor played uh bruce wayne he played him very uh just barely able to keep it together type feeling. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. I felt like Cisco and Ebert talking about those movies. Are you old enough to know who Cisco and Ebert? How come I can't say their name now? It'll come to me in a minute. Oh, what's that? That sounds like the Jeff Sharkey's new engine. His sounds way better, actually. But uh, he has been cranking wrenches, working on his new car for the new race season. And uh, he's going to be flying on by at uh, um, Evans Mills race track. And I'm excited for him. He's he's a really good guy, good family, and uh, I wish him the best. Siskel and Ebert. Siskel and Ebert. There we go. I knew if I didn't think about it, I'd be able to. But they were guys way back in the day that would sit together and talk about movies that were on, that were popular, that were in the movie theaters at the time, and they would preview or not preview but they would talk about maybe four movies or so and give their take and they would either give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down and they were pretty popular and everybody really was took a lot of what they said was gold you know so if they gave your movie a gold gold standard everybody would go out and see it if they told you not to see it people would believe them and not everybody's right though you know i remember when Star Wars came out, there was some famous who was not famous now because he probably lost his job. But at the time, he was a famous uh, movie critic, and he said it was a bomb. And uh, we know what Star Wars is today. We'll be talking about Star Wars today, later on in this day of history, once we do that. 
super excited about dive season. I've already talked about that my last show, but I really want to work on my sack rate was my surface air consumption rate. That's what that means. How much air I'm breathing while I'm underwater. I really want to make my tanks last longer. I was telling you last show, I think I told you last show that my lungs are extra large. I have really, really large lungs. So I'm blowing through air tanks quicker than all the other scuba divers that I'm with. And I don't want to be doing that. I want to be with, I want to stay down as long as possible and enjoy the dive and explore, see some of the life that's down there. I mean, the only thing that's in that you get to see are some fish. Uh, there's no, nothing that's going to sting you or bite you or anything. That's good. I kind of like that. But I do wish in the way that the Bahamas was just a rock throw from me. The waters there are just so beautiful and blue. I've never dove in them, but I know that they're clean, beautiful. Well, I don't know how clean they are now with what we do to our planet. But um, I'm like Debbie Downer. Womp, womp, Um, but they're crystal blue waters, beautiful for diving. Just don't look at the massive garbage that's floating, I think, where is it, in the Pacific or the Atlantic? That's like the size of Texas. It's all plastic. Ugh, how depressing is that? Man, I did not mean to make that depressing. Uh, let's bring it up a notch then. Happy, I'm happy for my daughter, Abby, and her boyfriend, Leek. I really, really am happy they've made a big leap in their relationship and they've decided to move in together. And uh, I'm happy for that. That makes me a happy dad. You know, I, I like Malik a lot. I like he's uh, known my daughter since they were in high school. They've been high school sweethearts. And, you know, a lot of times you hear stories about that where people meet in high school and they stay together forever, and this could be them. You just never know. And uh, so they made that step, and, and congratulations to them, and I'm really happy for them that they did that. And i looking forward to going over and having dinner at their new place with them. All right, stick around. When we come back, we're going to learn some stuff and things, get wrinkles on our brain. All right? We'll be right back. Uh, and we're back. We're going to learn some spicy facts about cinnamon. Damn. Damn, <laughs> cinnamon. We are at the fact site. Why did I have to really emphasize the T for some reason on that? The fact site. I really enjoy that, thefactsite.com. And uh, this is by Dan Lewis. Supposedly it's a four-minute read. I'm not going to do a four-minute read because I'm not going to read Dan's work. I'm just going to give you, well, I'm going to read some of it, but I'm not going to read his uh, writings verbatim. But he has uh, 26 spicy facts about cinnamon. We'll just do some of them. But uh, first of all, it's about for some some claim, some civilization civilizations claim to have been using it for over four 
4,000 years. Wow, 4,000 years. The average cinnamon tree grows to a whopping 60 feet in height. I did not know that. The cinnamon stick is also known as a quill due to its thin, straight appearance. Cinnamon may be actually one of the oldest spices in the world, which I was saying earlier. In the Bible, it's men- it's, it is mentioned in Exodus 30.23. It's Proverbs 7.17 and Revelation 18.13, to name just a few. In ancient Egypt, cinnamon was a highly prized ingredient that was at one point valued more than gold more in the way that saffron is today. It was used in an array of different processes, from food and drink to even an embalming agent. Have you ever had saffron? Yeah, that's an expensive thing. I worked at a restaurant before when I was younger, and uh, they had saffron as part of uh, their dish. And I remember the chef telling me the little tin of saffron They were like, that little tin right there was like 300 bucks or something stupid. It was really crazy. It's like salt. Salt at one time was more than gold. Okay, the bark of cinnamon is one of the fewest spices that can be consumed in its raw state. Did not know that. Cinnamon, according to Chinese medicine, can be used as a way of treating a wide range of ailments, including nausea, and colds. <laughs> the cinnamon challenge was a social media trend hitting the world in 2016 and involved consuming or attempting to consume a spoonful of cinnamon. It ended in tears, sickness, and pain. I remember watching that. It's just, why would people, anything to go viral? Anything. I wouldn't. I love We Live on a Planet, and I want everybody to hear it, but I'm not going to be sticking spoonfuls of cinnamon in my mouth to go viral. Cinnamon is actually a natural anti-inflammatory, acting as this by blocking the release of acrinoic acid, a fatty acid that causes inflammation. The acrinoic acid can also cause blood clotting. Hmm. Cinnamon can be potentially be deadly, with consumption of the spice having to be monitored or potentially risk of an overdose of toxin. Comanarn. The toxic only exists in Cesar cinnamon, so that's a special type of cinnamon, which probably is hard to get. Annually, the production of cinnamon is a staggering 27,500 to 35,000 tons. And Sri Lanka produces 90% of the cinnamon. Cinnamon vermum, it is called, variety. That's used across the world. That's different than the other type of cinnamon that I was talking about earlier. The cinnamon bun is a Swedish invention that has swept the U.S. ever since the 1950s. The product is actually dated back to the 1920s. 
the biggest cinnamon bun ever was a whopping 1,149 pounds and was created in Medford, Oregon on April 10th, 2018. Well, I wonder how close I'll be when I'm in Oregon to Medford. Uh, Lastly, cinnamon is supposedly helpful in the fight against degenerative brain disorders like Alzheimer's as it is activates protective proteins that help stop mutations and damage to cells. I like putting cinnamon on my coffee in the morning. Well, that's cool. We, uh... Got a wrinkle on our brain. We'll be right back. Radio Mix. All right. This is a mix of radio. We Live on a Planet is a variety show. It's just a variety show. It's a learning show. It's all kinds of things, isn't it? All right. What happened on this day of history, April 3rd? The Pony Express debuts. April 3rd, 1860, the first ever Pony Express mail traveled by horse and rider relayed teams simultaneously leave St. Joseph, Missouri, and Sacramento, California. Ten days later, on April 13, the westbound rider and mail packet completed the approximately 1,800-mile journey and arrived in Sacramento. Beating the eastbound packets arrival to St. Joseph by two days and setting a new standard for speedy mail delivery. The Pony Express. Alright, what else happened on this day of history? U.S. Presidents, 1948. President Harry Truman signs Marshall Plan. And eight on... 1948, President Harry S. Truman signs the Economic Assistance Act, which authorized the creation of a program that would help the nations of Europe recover and rebuild after the devastation brought by World War II. I wonder what's going to happen with Ukraine, Ukrainian people. Okay, what else do we have in crime? 1996, the Unabomber is arrested, Ted Kaczynski. It was a long time to find Theodore John Kaczynski. This is his real name. He's blamed for 16 mail bombs that killed three people and injured 23 in during an 18-year period. All right, what else do we have? Natural disasters, 1996 also. U.S. Secretary of Commerce. Ron Brown is killed in a plane crash, a mountain near Croatia. That's terrible. I don't remember that. And I'm scrolling, scrolling, what to find. 
19th Art Literature and Film History, 1948, The Louisiana Hayride radio program premieres on KWKH AM, Shreveport, Country Music, yeah. Okay, here we, I was talking about Star Wars, we're, I knew we were going to bring up Star Wars sometime in the show, Art Literature and Film History, 1978, Annie Hall. Beats out Star Wars for best picture. That small scale romantic comedy triumphs over a big budget space extravaganza. Hmm. Can you believe that? Crime 1882. Jesse James. He's murdered. Murdered. Civil War. 1865, Confederates, capital of Richmond, is captured. Yeehaw, good. And lastly, American Revolution, 1776, Congress authorizes privateers to attack British vessels. Well, yeah, you have to. If they're coming, you got to attack them. America was... Young snot-nosed kids, they stood up to the Brits. And uh, it's amazing what this little country has done in its short time, I feel. Maybe that's just me because I I live here. But we've got a long way to go, that's for sure. But we've come a long way in our short history of the grand scheme of countries. All right, stick around when we come back. We'll dive around a little bit more stuff and things. We'll be right back. I'm back. And we're back. Back in the saddle again. All right, did you know there's a company that specializes in designing high-security secret passageways and hidden doors, some of which can only be opened by playing the right piano keys or precisely arranging pieces on a chessboard. I find that very, very interesting. I think that'd be nifty. I can say this now because she doesn't live there anymore, but my oldest daughter... In California, her place, she had a secret area that hid one of her weapons. And it was all spring activated up into an area. And when you would push on it, it would come lowering down. She's very crafty. Speaking of crafty and her and my daughter, and uh, I don't know if I told you how she at later life Um, She's retired from the Air Force now, but she was uh, recently diagnosed with having autism and being on the spectrum of having autism. And we've found that very fascinating as a family and wanted to learn everything we can about autism. And um, my nephew is autistic. And so we already were aware of autism and know what it's about. But um, I was watching TikTok, and there's a video of this one kid who was doing a TED Talk. 
And I think one of the ways he described the way autism and his brain works really kind of some helped helped simplify it a little bit. And I want to see if I can play that through my roadcaster, his video with just audio, and see if Ethan's talk, Ethan, listen, uh, or listen, L-I-S-I, Lisi, is that how you say it? Lisi, Lisi. All right, here we go. Let's try you know, some people are trying to find a cure for autism. That's because they see it as a negative thing, as a disease. Many people are challenging the idea, and uh, to us, we think autism is not a disease. It's just another way of thinking and looking at the world. I'm not great with my emotions, and I uh, communicate differently. And because of that, I was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. And this diagnosis helps me and my friends and family to know uh, how my mind works. And in the world, uh, approximately 1% of the population is diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. And this number is growing. And there are still lots of people that do not see us as equals to other people. Our brains function differently from most people's brains. Think of it like comparing an Xbox and a PlayStation. They're both highly capable consoles with different programming. But uh, if you put your Xbox game in a PlayStation, it won't work because the PlayStation communicates differently. The uh, main problem with living autistic in today's society is that the world just isn't built for us. If autism was seen as part of a natural human spectrum, then the world could be a designed to work better for autistic people. I am not ashamed of my autism, and I uh, may not think like you or act like you, but I'm still human, and I am not diseased. Isn't that groovy? Nice message from a young man uh, with taking the looks of autism and saying, why are we trying to cure this? It's not a disease. It's... It's just our brains are working differently. And when he used that Xbox PlayStation analogy, it's like, yeah, that it's uh, a great analogy. All right. Thank you so much for your time. As always, be curious, not judgmental. Check out my website, WLOAP.com. From there, there's a link to my wife's website. It's easier to... On my WLOAP, you can just tap that link and go right to her website instead of me trying to share her website with you. She is working on getting a shorter URL website name. But in the meantime, just head on over to WLOAP.com. Click on the Shakti K Designs. You can see her awesome, fantastic, one-of-a-kind pieces of artwork that are up for fantastically low prices that are one of a kind great gifts and she's doing a new thing where she's added constellations into her paintings where she will do whatever constellation you were born in or whatever constellation is important to you she does on the painting in glow in the dark paint and so if you have it in the right area at nighttime you that constellation will glow isn't that groovy? 
All right, my friends, as always, do your best to stay curious and not judgmental. I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thanks again for all your support, my friends. Peace.